0: Hey there, I'm Joey Dean, lead pastor of South Lakes Church in Oklahoma City. At South Lakes Church, we exist to be radically devoted to God, relentlessly committed to true community, and remarkably passionate for the lost. We hope your faith is strengthened and you grow closer to Jesus as you listen this morning. Now let's jump into this week's message. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Okay. Yeah, from claps, we can clap a little bit. Good morning. It helps us wake up. Helps us wake up. Well, if you guys don't know me, I'm Rico Hidalgo here. I'm our group's uh, care minister here at South Lakes, and I'm super excited to get to bring the message for you guys today. Uh, today is our last day in the series Names of God. Today is the last day, and next week we will begin a series called Unpacking the Names of Jesus. So we're going to continue on to the names of Jesus, but Today's the last one in this series. Now, the last one of the series is Adonai, the name of God, Adonai, which means Lord or Master. Adonai means Lord or Master. Now, the root word of Adonai is Adon, which this is, Adon is used for anybody, really. I mean, anybody of authority, anybody who... Um, rules over, and this is used for people throughout the Bible. But Adonai is reserved strictly for God himself. And Adonai is pretty much just the emphatic form of Adon, which is a fancy way of saying, this is kind of like an exclamation point after Lord. Lord of lords, this is it. So as we unpack the name of God, Adonai, it's, it's kind of a strange one, right? Because we can say, What does the name Lord tell us about God? It tells us a few things. It tells us that He is a ruler. He is in charge. He is master. He is in control. And those are all good. And I think most of us could agree with that. But it doesn't tell us what kind of Lord He is, right? It doesn't tell us what kind of ruler, what kind of God, He is. It is more of a, a position than a descriptor. So, real quick, before we get too far into the sermon, I want us to take a few seconds. I want us to clear our minds because I know everyone's coming off a busy week, going into a busy week as Thanksgiving is approaching. You guys probably have, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to deal with my family for this next Thursday, or uh, I've got five turkeys in my freezer. I've got to thaw out and cook. And, um, Funny story. I won't get into that. Never mind. Uh, But someone did not thaw out a a turkey and they tried to cook it and it was not good. So thaw out your turkeys. That's Jeremy Edson, by the way. Um, But as we go into this, I want us to, to really just be able to focus on the sermon today. Focus on what God has said in his word. And in order to do that, I want you guys to pray two things. First, pray that God clears your mind, gets rid of all the anxiety, all the worries, anything that is going to be distracting. And secondly, that God opens your heart to really receive what the Spirit wants to give us, to really receive the truth. So go ahead and take 30 seconds, pray on your own, and I'll go ahead and close this out. God, this morning we give up to you any worries we have. Lord, this morning we, we bring before you our troubles. God, I pray that um, throughout this next few minutes, God, that you open our hearts, open our minds, Lord. That your word just penetrates our very soul, God, that we cannot help but leave this place with a better understanding of who you are and what you desire for us. God, I pray for just a peace. I pray for your your spirit to rest over this place mightily, God. Fill us, Lord. Lord, we give you this time as, a, as an act of worship as we listen to your word. In your name, amen. So, like I talked about, you know, Lord is is more of a position than a descriptor, really. But, lucky for us, we just got done talking through a lot of names of God, right? If this is your first time joining us, I'm going to go over and recap a lot of those names or those names that we've gone over. See, the names of God help us understand the kind of Lord that He is. That's what they do. They, they help us understand who God is, the kind of Lord that He is. If He is Lord and Master, well, this is the kind of Lord and Master He is. The first name we went over was, was Yahweh. This is His proper name. Just like, my name is Rico. His name is Yahweh, and we don't really know how it's pronounced, but that's how we say it. And it simply means, I am. I am. And this one's really tough to wrap our minds around. What does it mean for he, him to just be? Well, it shows just how greater he is than we are. And so then we continued. We continued to look at more names. The next name is El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. This is Lord God Almighty, all powerful. We see, you know, that, that makes sense. A Lord, a master of, of everything. Lord of lords, I would imagine he'd be all-powerful, almighty. Then we see the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, the Lord that desires that we not live in hurt, that we don't have to live in brokenness, but that wants healing for our lives. It's good. This is good news. Next is Jehovah Ra'ah, the Lord my shepherd. Not only does he want healing for our lives, but he desires to walk beside us and guide us, to take care of us, to feed us. This is a Lord, a master that cares about us. That's shown in the next one, Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. The Lord is there, and not only is he there, but he sees us. He sees what we're going through. He sees the tough times that we're dealing with. And He is present every step of the way. That's a good Lord. Next we see El Olam, the everlasting God, meaning that He's not just going to up and leave us. He will be there forever. The beginning, the end. He has no beginning or end. He's an everlasting God. Next is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide The Lord sees your needs and He will provide. He will care. Next is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. He desires for for us to not be in constant worry, stress, fear, but He desires peace for our lives. He desires for us to know that I'm trusting in a good Lord, in a Lord that is perfect, a Lord that desires that I also can rest and have peace. Next is. Cana. and this is jealous. This is a God who really desires you, who really desires that we worship nobody other than him. Next is Jehovah Nisi, and this is last week's, and that's the Lord is my banner. This is the Lord is the one who represents me and I represent him. This is the Lord that I want to show in my life, and to go before me in battle to be what my life is about. So we spent all these, these couple months, two and a half months, looking at these passage after passage, um, and we hear all this discussed. Would you guys agree that it's pretty good, right? This sounds like a pretty good Lord, like someone you would want to be Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes, we want to say, we want to say, we say, yes, he is a great Lord. That's what we want to come. We, we come out of service and we think about, oh, man, God is really good. He's, he's amazing. And we walk away feeling really good about it. But is, is that how we truly view Adonai? I mean, think about it. Think about your, your life. How often have you viewed God for who he is? How often have all these names that we just talked about, all these truths we just talked about, how often have those been present in our minds? You know, we, sometimes we don't feel like we see those in our life. You might say this past week, I, I haven't thought about that this past week, or maybe even today, maybe this morning already, you've forgotten what it means for God to be Lord, for Adonai, for Adonai. You see, we, we see everything we just discussed, and we we want to be really gung-ho about it. We want to just be, yes, the Lord is great, and we want to say that, you know, he's the Lord of lords, he's powerful, he's, I mean, he's omniscient, he's all-present, he's all these things, and we want to say, well, obviously, he can be Lord of my life if he's that, if He's all-powerful, everlasting, a healer, peace, then of course He can be Lord of my life. But our actions and our thoughts don't always believe that's true. We go through our life quite often actually believing the opposite. Now, I'll tell you why, and it's, a, it's the problem. The problem is Sin. Right? We say sin tells us otherwise. Sin comes in and says, oh yeah, all that stuff you just learned, all that stuff you just talked about, who God is, you don't need to, you don't need to know that. Just forget about it. I'll give you something else. Sin attempts to pull us away from, the, away from God and turn us against Him. It attempts to pull us away from the security and safety of a perfect Lord who loves us and turn us against him, away from him. And that's what it did in the garden. So if we go back, way back, when man was created, Adam and Eve got to walk perfectly with Adonai himself, this holy, perfect God they got to walk with him in the garden. They got to experience who he was. They got to know him. And things were good. Things were great. God gave them a, a rule. He said, Do not eat from this tree. Snake comes along. The snake is like, Did God, tell you, you're really going to die if you eat from this tree? He said, "No, surely, surely you will become more. You will become like God. That's why he doesn't want you to eat from the tree, because you're going to become like God. All of a sudden, we get something in our heads. That sounds pretty good. Being lord of my own life, being a master, being in charge, that sounds really good. Very enticing. So what do we do? We take the fruit, we bite of it." Then things are broken. Chaos ensues. Sin enters the world and begins to derail everything. They were removed then from the perfect presence of a holy God, a holy Lord, Adonai, who wanted to see what was best for them and cast away. You see, they traded what they knew, they traded who they knew the Lord was for a lie about who the Lord could be, and that was that they could be Lord. And we look back at that, and we, we've read that, and that's probably not your first time hearing that, but we see this passage, and we think, man, they really screwed up. How could they do that? They knew God. They walked with him. We make the same decision every day, guys. We have our scripture. We have all these truths that we just talked about, and yet, for some reason, we decide to look past them, and make ourselves Lord in His place. Not only do we do that now, but throughout all of Scripture, we're going to see time after time, God being merciful and people still making that same call to put themselves above Him. Time after time. If we look at 1 Samuel 8, it's going to be on the screen. It says, when Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of the firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. Yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. So real quick, Samuel is kind of the leader of God's people right now. He's the leader. He is the spokesperson. God is in charge, but he's speaking through Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel's getting old, his sons are not good guys, and so the people, they're getting restless. So this is what they say. "'Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, "'Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations.'" even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are also doing to you. Now then, obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So God says, they are not wanting to get rid of you, Samuel. That's not the problem. The problem is that they don't think I am good enough. The Israelites didn't trust in God. You see, Samuel was leading, yes, but God was really leading. God was Lord at that time. They say, no, we want somebody like all the rest of the kingdoms have, someone tangible, someone here. I don't. They, they traded out for the lie that God wasn't enough, that Adonai was not good enough, big enough, strong enough for them. And we see that God says, you know what? I've given you time after time as I've tried to bring my people and restore that relationship. But guess what? You guys keep messing up. So I'm going to let you have a king. And then he goes in later on to talk about just what's going to happen when you do get that king. What happens when you do put that faith in a person? Because we still do that, right? I mean, there's, uh, whether it be a political figure, whether it be just someone of influence, a boss Sometimes we elevate them. Elevate them to the point to where we want to do what they say. We feel comforted knowing that somebody is over us. That's what the Israelites wanted. And he says, guess what's going to happen? He's going to lord over you in ways of making your daughters and sons work. He's going to take 10%, his portion. He's going to rule you guys. And guess what you're not going to like it because man is broken. So they were trying to replace God, replace Adonai with Adon. And it was not going to work. But it doesn't stop there. We don't just try to replace God with with another person. You know, at, at first in the garden we tried to replace God with ourselves. We said, "We'll be Lord." The next we say, you know what, okay, I guess we can't be Lord. We'll just, we'll make somebody Lord over us, another person. But then we see in Psalms 2, 1 through 3, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. So not only do we go from wanting to be lords over ourselves to wanting others to lord over us, we want to overthrow God. We want to overthrow the Lord Himself. We, we want to cast Him aside and, and com- make Him completely useless. Why? Because sin, sin constantly is telling us in our ear, that is the right way. Constantly trying to separate us from God. You see, Adonai desires a people who follow him and rule in his image. Did you know that? The Lord wants a people who follow him, but not only follow, but also rule. He wants you guys to have good lives. He wants us all to have good lives by ruling in his image. But sin... Sin desires to consume and enslave by creating a chasm between us and the Lord. Consume and enslave. And those words are harsh for a reason. Because you see brokenness around, you see hurt and pain and suffering going on in the world. That's because of the chasm. That's because we've been separated from the Lord, we've been cast away from His perfection. We'd been called to rule back in the garden, we traded it out, we'd been called to rule in His image as a reflection of the perfect Adonai, but we gave that away, and instead we chose that the idea was better that we were in charge. We said, that sounds better. But in the process, we had enslaved ourselves to sin. You see, we didn't, we didn't become a lord over anything. We allowed sin to become a lord over us. We allowed sin to dictate what we do. I mean, at this point, you're like, oh, well, dang, this is, this is tough. This is hard. What do we... It's not a cheery sermon. But I've got good news. We've got really good news. Where we failed another would succeed. Where we messed up time and time again, as we see throughout all of Scripture, another one would come and succeed. See, we were busy neglecting Adonai. We were busy handing over the lordship he had given us to to sin. And all that time, the Lord was working. The Lord had a plan. You see, the Lord never gave up on his people. Time and time again, he never gave up on his people. But instead, he came to earth and was Lord among us. He was Lord among us. He wrapped himself in flesh to show us just who Adonai is. He came here and lived life as a perfect example And he did that through Jesus. You see, Jesus came to preach the news of the kingdom, to preach the news of the Lord and who he truly was. See, Jesus did the will of the Father, God, not because he was ashamed of sin, right? So we just got done talking about sin, and we could sit here very easily and say, That's me, and I just feel bad, and so I guess I'll follow God. That could be our response, and sometimes that is. But Jesus never sinned. He was perfect. You know what drove Jesus to obey the Father? It's because he knew Adonai. Jesus did the will of the Father because he knew who he was. He knew this truth, and he internalized it. He knew the Father. So we don't need to talk about just all these ways because we'd be here forever. We sat here confessing every single sin, every single time we put something above God, every single time we shoved God to the side, we would be here forever. So I'm asking you guys, yes, sin needs to be dealt with and addressed. But I challenge you guys, focus on who the Lord is. Get to know Adonai. And getting to know Adonai starts through knowing Jesus. See, Matthew 11, 25 through 30, it says, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, Jesus says, come to me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am how you get to know the Father. And once that happens, once you do that, our fulfillment of bringing God glory is in relation to the very fact that he is the Lord and we are his. Let me say that again. Our fulfillment of bringing God glory, because this is our goal, this is our purpose. Bringing God glory was there at the very beginning. That is what he desired for us to do. Well, we can only fulfill that if we understand who the Lord is and the fact that we are his. And knowing the Lord of lords, knowing Adonai starts through getting to know Jesus Christ. Understanding that Jesus Christ is Lord over our lives. See, how we bring God glory flows from how we view Adonai. If we read this and say, well, I want to I obey the Lord. I want to obey Adonai. I want to I bring Him glory. Well, do you know Him? How well do you know Him? Do you know what He desires for your life? Because how we bring God glory flows from how we view Adonai. So, this morning, if you continue to try and control your life, right? If you continue to try and and be Lord, which we all do, we all have our moments to where we want to be in charge, that we desire for it to go our way. I ask you guys do you know the Lord? And if you don't, I would love to introduce you to him. I'd love you to tell you the story about how God never gave up on us and sent Jesus. Not only sent him to show us as an example, but sent him to die on the cross for our sins so that we can once again be reconnected with God. So we can once again get rid of that chasm that sin has caused and be in perfection with him. So that we can live forever with God. I would love to tell you that story and I'll be down here when the band starts, comes up and starts to sing. But this morning I have a few questions. And these are questions that I think we should always ask ourselves. These are questions that we should constantly be thinking about. Do I know the Lord? Do you? Let's be honest with ourselves. Do you know the Lord? If you say yes then is my view of Adonai skewed? Is my view of Adonai skewed? You See, sometimes we we say, yes, I know the Lord. But what happens is we say, the Lord is this, the Lord is this, the Lord is this, and the Lord is this. Oh, wait a second. I added that one. That's that's not really in Scripture. That's not true. Or we say, the Lord is this, this. Oh, He's not that, but... We either take away from who God is or or we add. We put God in this box that we want him to look like, right? We make God look how we want. Are we skewing Adonai, the Lord of lords? Are we making him fit and saying, no, I, I do follow the Lord. You don't follow the Lord. You follow what you want the Lord to look like. Therefore, you are following your own desires, your own wants. And third, you say, no, I don't do that. I, I do follow the Lord, honestly. Well, have you grown numb to knowing Him more? Have you, been grow, have you grown numb to knowing Him deeper? Have you found yourself just tired and, and I know God enough. I'm here to encourage you guys. If you say, I struggle with sin. I I don't know how to get free. Seek the Lord. Seek the truths. The band can go ahead and come up. um, But I want you guys to think through those questions right now. I don't care how how long you've been a believer for. If you are a believer, everyone can wrestle with these questions. And today... Today, I encourage you guys, to let your guard down. That's, that's first step. If you want to get to know the Lord, you have to let your guard down and be willing to, to put aside your own agenda. and Just sit in his presence. So this morning, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and encourage you guys to, to pray on your own 30 seconds, a minute, and then I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to go in a time Of proclaiming Adonai to be who he is, to proclaiming the Lord of Lords and reading scripture together. So go ahead and take 30 seconds, a minute, wrestle with these questions. Wrestle with do you know Adonai? How do you view the Lord? God, we come and we fall at your feet, Lord. As we have looked at your names, the names we have given you, the characteristics we have seen, Lord, I pray that we begin to understand daily just what kind of a Lord you are, who Adonai is. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness for throwing you aside at times. For putting ourselves or others first, God. For making idols in our life. But Lord, we know that you have a better plan for us. That you have a desire to be with us. You have a desire for us to be whole again with you. So God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending Jesus on the cross to die despite our brokenness, to die and raise again, conquering death, conquering sin, to where we can once again be with you, unified with you through Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for this morning as as we're wrestling, as we're thinking through these, Lord, that we do not just... Lance over our own thoughts and emotions, but Lord, that we see inside of our own hearts. We look, how do we truly view you? And God, I pray that as we do that, as we discover who you are, as we understand who Adonai is, that it just fuels a passion, a fire within us. That our worship is genuine. Our worship is pure and honest, God that we seek after your face through the word, through prayer. And Lord, that sin is cast aside, that sin that sin has no foothold on us, Lord. So God, we confess to you our wrongdoing, but more than that, Lord, we proclaim to you who you are. Lord of lords, Adonai. Amen. If you guys will join me, we're going to go ahead and read this passage together. And when you guys read this, I I ask that you don't just look at a screen and read it. I'd rather you just sit there and look at it. But if you look at the screen and read it with us, that you read it as an offering, as a prayer to God himself, realizing who Adonai is. So it says... There is none like you among the gods, O Lord. Nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Thanks again for listening to this message. For more information about South Lakes Church, go to slchurch.life.